0: Thank you for joining us for episode 377 of Live Happy Now. This is a special day for us at Live Happy, so we've brought in a special guest for the occasion. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm happy to be sitting down with Deborah Heise, CEO and co-founder of Live Happy, to talk about an important podcast milestone that we truly could not have reached without you. Let's listen to that conversation and then be sure to stay tuned all the way to the end for a special offer on our all-new Live Happy Now podcast t-shirt. Well, Deborah, I'm so glad that you could drop in. We have a special occasion and I can't think of anybody better to make this announcement than you.
1: I'm excited to be on the podcast today as usual, Paula, and this is an especially memorable and momentous one because this uh, we just passed 5 million downloads
0: of our podcast. Whoever thought we'd do that? <laughs> we were so happy when we got like our first 10,000. We I know, like, it was exciting. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, wow, we have
1: 10,000 a week. It's just, <laughs> just incredible. Now we're far above that. And it's you know, really a momentous occasion that we passed 5 million downloads. I hope all of those downloads got listened to. But, you know, it's a little overwhelming if you think about it, where we started and where we are now.
0: Well, I wanted to talk about where we started because I was sort of involved at the beginning, but I wasn't hosting. I appeared as a guest a couple of times, but really you were that driving force that got the podcast from a concept to actually being on the air. And what was it that made you think, all right, this is the direction? We had the magazine that was doing really well, the website had a lot of traffic. And what made you say, okay, podcast, we've got to have it?
1: Well, I have to say, I am frequently jealous of the fact that you now get to host and have all of these great (laughs) conversations with people. I miss that. I don't have time for it, but I absolutely am jealous of what you get to do, but you do such a great job of it and probably a a much better job than I would do if I did have the time. (laughs) (laughs) But we were doing the magazine and we were doing the website but for me, you know, you've been in the uh, journalism business for a long time, Paula. And, you know, and in magazines and working on, you know, on, on developing content for quite a while. And my favorite part of content development was getting to sit down with people and pick their brains. Really just getting to talk to them about whatever it was they were an expert about, leaning into their content, learning about it. And it's fascinating that interview process that you as the journalist get to have is really my favorite part of the whole process. Well, essentially that's what podcasting is. Everybody gets to kind of listen into the interview process. As you get you know, excited about something or lean into somebody's content and learn more about what they're talking about and you have to ask those questions, it's just such a more fulfilling dialogue than, okay, I had this two hour conversation or this 20 minute conversation and I'm pulling two quotes. Absolutely, yes you know, and I was listening to a lot of podcasts going to and from the office. Podcasts were really just starting. And fundamentally, I was like, you know what? I think this is a better, more immersive way for people to experience our content and get what a lot of these experts and these scientists and these people who are really making a difference in the happiness space, better way to get more content and richer content than reading an article. And so- We started exploring podcasting, found out, you know, at least the mechanics of getting it produced are not that hard to do. And we're pleased by the initial results. And it's just grown from there. I mean, as you know, we were one of the top 10 podcasts on iTunes when we launched.
0: Yeah, that was, yeah, I got to ask you about that because you were in the top 10 for New and Noteworthy. And I remember the energy around that, like, it was like we had won the lottery or something. Everybody would live. We were all so excited and so proud that it's like, cause we didn't, it's kind of like, let's try this podcast thing and see how it goes. And then when it hit and hit that spot, I just remember the energy. And like, I think that was where everyone was like, Hey, you know what? We can make this work. <laughs> it
1: really was. And you know, a lot of that timing could be everything. You know, we were really at I don't want to say the front end because we certainly were the bleeding edge, but we were really at the beginning of podcasting.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it
1: wasn't, you know, right now, no matter what topic you search, there's 8,000 different podcasts of that topic and, you know, 50 of them get listened to. It really was our opportunity to be one of the first in our space. And then having executed it well, it stayed there. I mean, we didn't launch at noteworthy. And drop off we launched on the new and noteworthy list and then built from there mm-hmm. because our content did appeal to the people who were downloading it we saw more downloads week two than week one and week three which is exactly what you want that means hey you hit that nerve yeah you hit that thing that people are looking for yeah and so yeah we were super excited about that and you know it was one of those little little experiments that ended up being the great idea or the grand idea i guess
0: yeah, it really was and I was thinking about it and looking at how the podcast has evolved and changed and one real pivotal change was when we stopped publishing the magazine. Right. Uh, because up until then a lot of the podcasts were built around whatever the theme of the magazine was. And so it kind of in some ways limited what we would do in a certain month cuz so you might have a whole month that was about parenting or something like that. And once that was gone, I think two things happened. One, we were like, oh my God, <laughs> what do we talk about now? <laughs> and, and then two, it really opened up the doors. And I think that also broadened the cross-section of guests that we choose from and really changed and opened a lot of doors for us.
1: Well, I think when we first started doing the podcast, it was a supplement to the magazine, obviously, right? We were producing content. We wanted a, like So if we featured somebody in an article, we'd do a podcast. It was a more in-depth person to follow up the article you would have read. But when your podcast listening surpasses the magazine, you kind of realize, well, maybe that's not what's happening. And then, of course, the way people consume content these days is so different. People don't go to the store and browse the magazine rack unless they're about to get on an airplane. I mean, yes, some people still do. You know, us weirdos still exist out there. but (laughs) Most people don't do that. And so digital content really had already started, but it really began to rule and yeah. you know now everybody consumes everything on their phone everything on their phone and a magazine didn't really translate that well to that but a podcast did and our online website with does and so you know we kind of decided that it was a different property than the magazine started treating it differently even while the magazine was still around we started treating it a little bit differently and another key change we made was when we first started and this is still so important to us at live happy it's really part of our dna we don't want to get away from the science this is not pop hey what you think may work is what we're going to talk about or you know so and so's ideas or we really have always been grounded in positive psychology always been grounded in science or real people and real stories right not talking heads as i like to say it's not just people out there sharing their opinion it really is some substance to it and so when we first launched the podcast we really were focused more on that substance the other evolution we've made aside from having not tied to the magazine is we really have moved towards it's okay to have some lighter content sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's okay to have more stories and less heavy science all the time don't get me wrong we still have the science and it's still part of our dna as you know (laughs) but you know to our listeners We still have that as part of our DNA, but it really freed us up to be a little more fluid. What do we want to do this week? What do we want to do the next week? Who's putting something out there that's energizing us? Who's got some content that is just interesting right now because it's topical or it's just a different way of looking at things? So we've really been able to branch out of where we started, which was just rooted solely in positive psychology, to include some other areas and some other people and some other dialogue we still keeping that as
0: our core. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's so great about that is that is kind of our measuring stick. Like when I get pitches, which I get tons of pitches every <laughs> week. And instead of being able to say like, hey, I don't like your topic. It's like, I, it's just like, okay, we can't do that because we have this certain Yardstick that we have to measure it by. And if it doesn't stand up, we can't Damn do it. Well, one other thing that, you know, as you talk about how we've moved and how it's grown, and you and I have talked about this before, but one, another thing that changed our direction a little bit, and that is the pandemic. Oh, because yes. it really made us dial into specific topics that people were dealing with. Until then, I feel like we were doing things that were relevant, but kind of timeless. And once a pandemic hit, with your blessing, we decided to go in and really get into what people specifically were dealing with. And that was a huge change. That saw a big change in our numbers. And and I think it changed our relationship with our listeners. I think it got a lot closer because of that.
1: I think you're right. Well, I know in the early days and even today, we still want to stay out of that. I don't want to say mental health. We're mental wellness, but not you know, we're we're not psychology, we're not going to, we don't want to replace, you know, the the mental health system. That's not what we're about. We really were a little bit standoffish for that. You know, what do people need now type Mm -hmm. of dialogue? Because we didn't want to be prescriptive. We wanted to be broader. We wanted to paint with a broader brush. But it has gotten more personal. I think a lot of the topics are more personal to a lot of us because we've lived through the pandemic, just like everybody else has. We've lived through the uh, social, political upheaval of the last three or four years, and six years. We've just really decided <laughs> at some point that it was okay to have that dialogue. Yeah. I think my fear initially, because I was the one keeping us out of it. My fear initially was, I wanted to make sure that we stayed trustworthy. I don't want our podcast to be filled with opinions because I want our podcast to be trustworthy, a place people can go and feel like they're included no matter who they are, where they are in life, what their political, religious beliefs are. We always want to be inclusive because, you know, we live happy. And that's an important part of a happier world and a happier life is understanding we come in all shapes, sizes, colors and everything else. Right.
0: Right. And Give so, that birth for them to, you know, to each person to have their own belief system and stand where they do. And it doesn't mean we can't discuss other topics.
1: That's right. And so, but it, it took us a while to get there. And I'm 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 glad we did. I'm proud that we did. But I also think it was right for us not to start there. Yeah, you know, I think I, I would think say it's so right right to build the credibility before you dive in. This is one of the great things about this podcast is you and I talk about a lot of things, and we're able to bring out a lot of different people, and we talk about a lot of different topics, but this is not an opinion show. This is a, hey, what's out there? Let's talk about some stuff. Let's look at things from a different point of view, but we're not, you know, we're not editorializing. This is not- Not going to be
0: the Joe Rogan of happiness.
1: No, no, (laughs) and he's definitely not, so (laughs) So that may have been an opinion. (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) So is there any episode like you are most fond of or that that really stands out? Is is there one that?
1: You know, it's really hard. They're all my children,
0: right? (laughs) Exactly. They're all
1: your children, all my children. I like so many of them for so many different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some of the ones we've done on parenting have been, particularly when I posted a couple early on on parenting, those were great for me. It's the experience of creating, but also because I'm a parent. And so I was talking to parenting experts about my own children and my own. How great is that? Okay, how, you know, it's like, wow, I can I get my own little family therapy right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's we're raising. Not a single one comes to mind as being like, this is the one that everybody has to listen to. Right. I wish that we had that one, but I don't think we ever will. I think there's just so much variety. What's
0: well, such uh, a personal thing, too? Right. What resonates with you? I might be like, really?
1: Well, and the other thing is, everything is timely, right? You know, what Mm -hmm. resonates today may be something different than what resonates tomorrow. I'd like to encourage our listeners just to download the app and scroll through the topics. You're going to find something there that speaks to whatever it is you're looking for right now.
0: That's Um, absolutely true. You know,
1: everything from relationships to business to, you know, neuroscience to technology to parenting to practices, habits. I mean, we've done so many different topics, so many different shows. If you are struggling with something or if you're not struggling and you just feel like, hey, I need to pick me up. I need to feel more connected to the world. Or for me, it's always presence, being more present. I've got so much going on. I have to remind myself, you got to be present.
0: We've got a podcast for you. (laughs) you Got a problem? There's a podcast for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've done podcasts on meditation and yoga. We've done exercise,
0: exercise,
1: exercise physiology, you know, eating right, whatever it is, it's there. Because ultimately what we're about is, uh, you know, promoting well-being and promoting our listeners, our audience, the people we encounter taking charge of their own well-being. And therefore, mm-hmm. the well-being of their communities. I mean, a lot of the stuff we've done around giving back and around gratitude, I think, are fundamental to making the world a happier place, which is Absolutely. what we're all about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't have
1: one, Paula. I'm sorry, I can't. That's that. all right.
0: You didn't have to. If there's no points given for this quiz, so, so it's been such a ride. And, you know, I've I don't know if I can ever express fully my gratitude for just letting me go along for the ride. Let alone giving me the wheel and the keys. You know, so. I mean, this is just has been an amazing experience for me, and I so look forward to what the next few years are going to bring with it and the next five million downloads, which we're going to get a lot faster than the first five millions. But one thing I always ask my guests before I let them sign off is what they hope the listener got from their episode. And thinking in a larger picture, what is the thing that you really hope people take away from this podcast as a whole?
1: I really hope that our listeners and the people that encounter this podcast get something out of it that they can apply to their own life and that can make a difference in their own life. I've always actionable activity, actionable takeaways. Those are the types of things that, you know, it may not be the right time right now, for whatever it is somebody's talking about, it could be the right time later. I really hope that our listeners come to us and they find something that they can do or learn that improves their well-being. That's what we're about. They then take that information or that feeling or that moment of respite from respite from all of the negativity in the world, because I do believe our podcast is that all the time. We are a break from the negativity of the world. I hope they can take that and not only make their own lives better, but also help their communities and their families to a better place.
0: I love that. We want to be their happy place. We do want to be
1: their happy place. And if you need a break from everything that's going on in the world, we've got one for you.
0: That was Deborah Heise, CEO and co-founder of Live Happy, talking about our journey to 5 million downloads. We're truly grateful to all our listeners for making this happen, and we look forward to what's ahead. As part of our celebration, we've created a very cool new Live Happy Now podcast t-shirt that you can find in the Live Happy store. You can check out this great new shirt and get 10% off everything in the store when you enter the code Now." Just visit our store at livehappy.com and remember to use the code Now." That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back again here next week for an all-new episode. And until then, This is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.